It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. And at this point, not only is the Deacon my co-host, yeah. but I do have to say that he is also the champion King. of the adjacent fantasy football league. So I want to give him his due for having taken down the queen and being victorious and uh, being a winner. Holla at your boy, the king is here. Yeah. That's right. He did wear a king <clears throat> outfit to our celebration and asked people if they would like to take selfies with him. Yeah. And it was lots of fun. It was, it was quite a celebration. Uh, lots of revelry. And, and many people were dressed up. So the, the theme was uh, to bury the queen. And many people, uh, some people chose to make it an anointing of the king and some a, a burial of the queen. Yes, yes. So a lot of deacon recently. Not only that, I had someone in the patient portal send me a message going, hey, you know, I'm moving away. I wanted to thank you for all the care you've given me. And would you tell the deacon I say hello? So I sent back, <laughs> have you met the deacon? And she goes, oh, no, but I've listened to him and I will miss him while I'm gone. And then I reminded her, you can listen to the podcast in Florida. Anywhere. Yeah. That's right. Anytime. Yeah. yeah. What makes me think about the beginning of fantasy mm. football season I got sick oh. with one of these viruses from the triple-demic. The Have you heard of the triple-demic? Yeah, hold on. Let me, let me see if I can come up with the three. Uh, it was definitely COVID. Yeah. The flu. Yep. Because it was flu season. And I want to say the other thing was uh, upper respiratory. RSV. Respiratory? No, it's S. No, SWV is, is a band, Chris. Yeah, wrong... S-W-S-W-U to the V. S- oh, I remember that song. Oh, yeah. I remember 90s hip-hop. Yeah. I remember 90s R&B. But right now, what kind of came back, which had been gone for just a little bit, was RSV. I thought it only happened to babies. Well, it happens to everyone, but it definitely happens to babies. Oh, I didn't know. So adults can get RSV. Yeah, so RSV is called respiratory syncytial virus. So I thought to start it off, we would see... Can the deacon spell syncytial? Ooh, syncytial. Yeah. I'm going to say there's a fan FanDuel has him uh, plus 600 <laughs> plus getting 600. this card. Syncytial. Syncytial. S-C. Wrong. Oh! I'll give you one more try. S-I. Wrong. S-Y. Yes. Oh. S-Y-N-C-Y-T-I-A-L. S-Y-N-C-I-T-I-A-L. I will spell it now. It is an RNA virus. Okay. It is a pneum- from the pneumoviridae. Now, and what's right. RNA mean? RNA is a type of protein that transfers information, helps with replication of information. Not like DNA. Right. But RNA is used to transfer information. It's an RNA-type virus, and it causes, uh, you know, upper respiratory symptoms. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. It is most worrisome for children. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially young children. 
especially babies, especially those under six months old. Does it restrict our ability to breathe? Does it, how does it affect that upper respiratory quadrant? Yeah, I think what we've learned for these viruses is there's a different level of penetrance. There's a different level of symptoms for each person. So the classic symptoms, cough, congestion, sore throat, runny nose, real bad for kids. Usually we'll start with runny nose. Mm. And if it gets into the lungs, if it gets into the lower airways, it's called bronchiolitis. Okay. Yeah. And so upper respiratory infection is not in the lungs. Lower respiratory infection is where we have concerns. Okay. So we call a lot of things upper respiratory infections or upper respiratory, right? But they're not as big a deal until they make their way into the lower respiratory area. Listen, RSV, if you come for me, just stay out of my lungs. All right. Right? You can get my nose. You can get my throat, you can get my ears, but don't get in those lungs because that's where we really have issues with trouble breathing. Yeah, tell me, keep my name out your mouth. Yeah, yeah. For little kids, you'll see fast breathing. You'll see retractions. When kids get it and, and, and they're sick, and I talk to parents at home, I often tell them, you know, because the kids are coughing, the kids are snotty. It yeah. freaks everyone out, right? Sure. I did my uh, pediatric training at CHOP. And there was a time where I was in the ER and you would see, you know, just kid with RSV after kid with RSV. And there's just not much to do for it. So it was really tough. So I would, I would tell people, hey, when you get home, I want you to take off your child's uh, shirt or onesie. <laughs> Remember putting a onesie on? Yeah. It's been I, years. I still wear onesies. I've got a, I've <laughs> got a few true. onesies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you watch their chest, you watch the belly, and you're trying to see how much of the muscles of the belly of the chest are they using to try to help breathe. I had a lot of bronchial issues as a child, you know, uh, to the point where I had this chronic bronchitis almost. And um, back in the day, they would give me uh, Pentus or Tussianetics Pinkinetic was the, the, the cough syrup that they would give me all the time. And we constantly had it around the house. Yeah. And it was probably until my early teens that I grew out of it. Yeah. Well, I think I could always tell that you probably had some respiratory issues while you were growing up. Really? No. Oh. But now, all of those cough medicines are a no-no. Yeah. No cough medicines to children under four. Really? And why is that? Well, dosing is poor Mm. and interacting with other meds and sometimes suppressing kind of child's ability to just breathe correctly had led to overdoses and issues. And the data for really improving... And lessening the symptoms just wasn't there. So we've really gotten rid of it. We've really gotten rid of it at this point. Okay. You know, for older kids, they can get like cold-like symptoms. And what it does is it irritates the epithelial tract. But if it doesn't get into the lungs, then you're okay. But if it gets in the lungs, that's the issue. And so the problem is... Where's the epithelial tract? That's up top? No, no. That's the top layer of kind of cells on the inside of your mucosa and your nasal and your oral pharynx and going into the lungs. Okay. The tricky part is why it's tough... For babies, is it's usually worse the first time you get sick. Mm. So we've all had RSV. Yep. I'd like to announce to the world the deacon at some point is an RSV, even though he doesn't realize it. I, I probably am sure I have. But now the very old, the immunocompromised, <clears throat> it can still get into the lungs, and that's where it gets dangerous. But tiny babies have tiny airways. And the biggest risk is uh, children who are born premature. Mm. How many weeks uh, were you when you were born? Uh, I think I was full grown. A full-grown child yeah, when was, you came out? Yeah, it was full-grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you weigh over? Let me, let me guess your weight. Let me guess your weight. Yeah. 
You were nine pounds, two ounces. I think I was eight pounds, 12 ounces. Wow. 10 pounds, 13 ounces. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. I was a big boy. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Popped right out. My mom said she was fine. Yeah. She said she had wine with dinner that night. Nice. Yeah. I like it. That was back when like, you didn't necessarily breastfeed all your children. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean... Breastfeeding wasn't in. Were you breastfed? I don't know. I love... Uh, I, well, well, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 1955 at Walter Reed Hospital, they realized that 20 chimpanzees got sick. And they studied these viruses. Whenever there are animals and they have an outbreak of some sort of infection, they start to look at it under a microscope. And then they found that this virus had been around forever. Okay. And they had named it after the chimpanzees. And then later it got termed respiratory syncytial virus because when they look under the microscope, S-Y-N-C-I-T-I-I-A-L. Yeah, little areas clumped up. And that's what syncytial means, like yeah. clumping of cells and debris. And so it got renamed uh, years later. But it was first officially or definitely found in 1955 in chimpanzees. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you treat it with oxygen, supportive care, ventilation. And uh, you can swab, right? Like these swabs that we have. Do we use things like, the, the, those, um, uh, like uh, albuterol? And things like that for something like RSV? So that's a great question. That you, Yeah. So sometimes the concern is if you get RSV, does it increase the chances that you get asthma later in life? Does it increase the chances you get reactive airway disease? And we really don't know. Oftentimes in an emergency room setting, if kids have a history of asthma, allergies, eczema in the family, sometimes we'll give a one dose of albuterol. The tricky part is oftentimes kids get better anyway just yeah. by watching them over time. You know, I think parents get frustrated when they go to the hospital and they go, oh, we were there for eight hours. And part of it is we were watching to make sure your kid didn't crump. We were watching to make sure that kid didn't really struggle more to breathe and crash. And so right. sometimes the length of time you're in there, even if we just pop in and out, yeah. we're getting vital signs. We're being able to see. And over time, most of these kids get better. So it's really question whether or not so it's not Kids like, should get albuterol. It's not like being at the car dealership and you walk in and you're not sure if you're going to get approved and you're there eight hours later and now they've sold you everything on the car, in the car, under the, the undercarriage coating. You know, all, it. it's yeah. not the same way in the in the ER. No, no, no. You know, us, us, like, what, do you us bill, doctors are Do trying... you bill every time you walk in the room? <laughs> no, no. It's just for it's just a one-time fee. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And if you're, I do believe if you're there for eight hours versus 12 hours, there's a different level for how much stuff you do to someone. But in essence, as you know, for doctors, oftentimes we're trying to do less things. Yeah. Right? We know oxygen. Sometimes kids need ventilation. They need hydration. Tylenol is used. Ibuprofen is used. And so things to make children... Um, just more comfortable, but no, medicines aren't great. There is a new monoclonal it's, I antibody. like to be comfortable. It was weird, though. I went into the dentist's office. I, I was having just a teeth cleaning, and I, you know, she's like, make yourself comfortable. And then she walked in. She's like, can you please put all your clothes back on? And I just assumed it was, Oh, you know, get real comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Make it like home. There are times where I walk into a room, and I think back in the day, people wore gowns and got naked, and I'll walk in and somebody really will just go, oh, you're here. I'm ready for my physical and take off all their clothes. And they go, hey, can you work around me wearing pants? And the honest truth is a lot of the exam is very specific. And I don't need to feel your 
testicles every time you come to the doctor's visit. I'm going to keep my pants on when I come in your yeah, office then. Yeah. Even though, you know, I know some patients try to come up with a reason for me to check them. Yeah. Well, you know. Every time. I, I hear you're good at it. I oblige. That's right. I'm a good checker. I oblige. I oblige. There are some new monoclonal antibodies okay. that can be given to prevent RSV, right, for kids that are born premature. So if kids are born, you know, before 35 weeks. Are you talking vaccination? No, not vaccination. Medicine prior to it. Okay. And it's called Synergis. It, it's, it's quite expensive, but for children who have compromised lung situations to start with, okay. it's a monthly injection. Because once you get it, really, we don't have much to do other than nasal suctioning. You remember nasal suctioning your kids oh, back yeah. in the day? Yeah. How fun. many times did you try it before you're like, I'm done? <laughs> yeah. They hate this so like, much. Twice. Yeah. I kept trying to nasal suction, and as they fought back, I was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm getting anywhere right now. No, they're pretty strong. The, the interesting thing is, so, you know, when I think of RSV, I wonder, did the di- how, you talked a little bit how the diagnosis progressed from the chimpanzees, and then it was named, you know, with the sensational uh, virus name. Um, is that often the progression? Like, we, we identify a virus, and then it... As it progresses, or as we get more familiar with it, we rename it and do things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think different things have different stories. Sometimes it's where they're from. Sometimes it's the animal they're from. Sometimes it's the, you know, the physician or the researcher that found it. Right. Honestly, this story of how they found it isn't that interesting. It's just another virus. It's just famous because it gets little kids really sick in bronchiolitis, which really... Didn't happen much in 2020 and 21. Really came back with a bang kids, in early 2022. They were home. They, they were, were exposed. Home. We were socially isolated. Yeah. And the virus, you know, wasn't gone completely. But really, sure. there was almost no RSV seen for a year. And so some of these kids that got sick and these ERs that got overrun, it's because it was their first time getting it. So not only was it all the new babies' first time getting it, but it was people who are a little bit older and two-year-olds for the first time were getting it. And yeah. so more kids had RSV than ever, we think due to that. Maybe it was the immunity gap and just kids had never been uh, exposed before. There's a lot of talk that this past season, and usually it's, you know, October to March was the worst RSV season ever. Because it was the triple-demic? Yeah, and I hate to call it a triple-demic because it makes it sound scary because it's a virus that's been around oh. forever. But, but it was yes. scary, right? For hospitals, for parents, for people, you know, uh, uh, not for, I mean, it was the first time that I think we had those three things working simultaneously in a way that we were so aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't have a vaccine. They tried in the 60s and they realized the vaccine really didn't work at that point. So they stopped working on the vaccine for a while. And prior to COVID, there was a lot of, uh, improvement in the ability to try to make a vaccine. So the pharmaceutical companies were working on, there's a thing called the uh, fusion protein, or some people refer to it as the F protein. I think it's better to call it the fusion protein than the F protein. Yeah, F protein. Yeah, and so they've really been trying to make sure that it's safe. And the virus changes. The virus changes from year to year. So There's a fine line between prevention and... Um you know, vaccination and identifying things because we've we've seen it be really successful, like an MMR, right? Measles, mumps, rubella. We've seen it be really successful with smallpox. We have we have seen vaccines 
that virtually eliminate viruses that used to be deadly. Um, uh, polio, sure. right? Another yeah. one. But at the same time, you almost like sometimes wonder, you know, is it better to let our bodies do what our bodies naturally do and produce the antibodies to fight the things? And, and it becomes this, you know, how many things do you vaccinate kids for versus, um, you know, or people for versus how many things are our bodies able to fight off naturally? Well, I think that's an interesting question. And in essence, there may be a time where we go, hey, but people are still getting sick. There's still a million viruses out there. And I think that preventing these infections is still the right way to go until we're finding significant negatives from these vaccines. Right now, though, the problem with RSV is it's happening to little babies. Yeah. And it's happening to little babies before they could even be vaccinated. Mm. So I am going to tell you what's going to happen when the RSV vaccine is uh, really comes out. Yeah. It will be given to pregnant women. Wow. Yeah. Thinking that there will be some we transference can, sure, to children to protect them. Right now, that has not happened yet. But recently, Pfizer you know, went to the FDA and had a panel of seven to four and... It, it will be interesting to see if it gets fully approved and comes out in the near future. But it does seem like a vaccine is coming. I can't wait to see the protest yeah. around that. That'll be awesome. <laughs> we'll love it. We'll love it. We'll, love well you it. know, it's funny because, uh, you know, things change. Right? I mean, you know, take the Bible. Yeah. For instance, right? You know, RSV is a version of the Bible. I don't know if you, you, you knew that or not. No. Yeah, it's the Revised Standard Version. Now there's the new Revised Standard Version. Um, and there's so many versions. I mean, there are literally, the Bible's been Will there be a new, new Revised, N-N-R-S-V. double Revised? RSV, yeah, who knows? But, you know, when it comes to the Bible, you know, it was the idea. Thankfully, while I was Googling RSV, yeah. I didn't get anything about the Bible. Oh. But I didn't Google RSV because, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, it's interesting because, you know, when you think about how the Bible was written, there is the idea, you know, you have two real, and I'm sure you probably see this in many medical things, right? There's the word for word translation. And then there's, you know, on the other end, there's thought for thought. Oh, that happens when I have a disagreement with my wife. Oh, dude. And I'm like, well, this is what you said. And she's like, well, this is what I meant. I know what you meant. Yeah. And I was like, but this is what I said. And the word-for-word translation is very tricky there. Very tricky, but there's a thought for thought. In fact, I know... I may trust the Bible more than I trust... You may know more than you know. That's yeah. right. You see, because what happens is I know that sometimes, like, if my wife comes... Tauntaun to- 316. <laughs> that that the doc says is not what he actually meant. Yeah. If my wife comes around the corner and she says, were you thinking about going to the store? I know what she really meant was, hey, you're going to the store. Yeah. Right? I watch White Men Can't Jump. Just because you're thirsty doesn't mean that I should bring you a glass of water. I, too, should realize that I understand what thirst is and try to really empathize with you instead. Yeah. Like, if my wife says... um, Three times in a row, boy, I have a headache. Boy, I really don't feel well. 
I already know that means... You're not making out tonight. There's no chance of making out tonight, right? <laughs> Is that what she's trying to say? Yeah, but like, it has nothing to do with get me ibuprofen. But it's like, hey, Deacon, go to bed or say your prayers. Go to bed in your own room. But if I say like, oh man, you know what? Um, I thought our waitress was really good tonight. She's like, you know, what she hears is, so you're going to be thinking about her while we're making out later. No, that's not at all what I said. What I said was, I thought our waitress was a good waitress. That's yeah. all I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I meant to say. But what you texted me about the waitress later. That's right. That I mean, I won't, I won't show her the text messages. So the revised standard version redone remix. Ooh, the remix. The Bible remixed. You know, and it's probably in the middle of, it's been around, you know, since the early 1900s, uh, maybe middle of the 1900s. And it, it's probably in the middle of this idea of word for word versus thought for thought. Like the, the New American Standard Bible is thought to be the most literal translation. And then you have, you know, things um, that are more word for word paraphrased. In fact, probably the most paraphrased version of the Bible is thought to be the message. And so I'll give you an example. You know, you've been, you've been to weddings before, right? Yes. And you've heard... Um, the verse of the Bible where they read 1 Corinthians 13 about love. Have you heard that love is patient, love is kind, and all of those things? Right? Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I'm familiar with that blasphemy. Okay. So if you look at uh, in the RSV version, yeah, in 1 Corinthians 13, starting verse 4, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love does not believe your thoughts about the waitress. And love saw that you gave a 25% tip and left your phone number. That's right. But if you go to the message, <laughs> the message version of the Bible said, and I love this. This is actually one of my favorites. It says, yeah. if I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love never cares more for others than for itself. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Love doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. And takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. I mean, I love that. But one says, love is not there. You cannot be bankrupt without love or something like it that. It says, yeah, you're bankrupt without love. Yeah, yeah. I think the opposite. If you're bankrupt, you're probably not getting much love. <laughs> That's a very good point. But so you know, what do you like better? The RSV version of the Bible or RSV the virus? Oh, definitely the RSV version of the Bible. Is the RSV version of the Bible in your top three versions of the Bible? You know, so I typically use, um, I go between three. I typically use the NIV, the New International Version. And then I go with the NLT, the New Living Translation, 
which is a little more uh, thought written as well. Um, I will sometimes refer to the message if I want to get a better understanding of how, because the message kind of, you oh, can hear. Oh, you're a message type of guy. We you can hear the message, message right? Guy. It, it should doesn't be three. boast. It's, it should be number one or two for you. You know, it's great because the message breaks it down in a way that's really relatable to today. But I think it's also important to understand the core of what the Bible's trying to say before you try to interpret it. Okay. Right? Do you understand what I'm saying? So understand that core message. I know. Before you really try to think about the paraphrase. People go whatever version they want, and they change it, and they twist the words for whatever their underlying desires are. Well, don't we do the same thing in the medical community? No, we talk about the benefits and harms, and we look at the number yeah, needed but, to treat. But if, I'm a, but if I'm a doc, if I'm a physician, you're telling me there's no physicians out there that there take and, and make symptoms fit a certain profile based on their experiences, right? And maybe even what they're used to prescribing, right? Their, of course. What they've seen, like if you see something in a region, in an area, and it's happened often, and these few symptoms come up, you say, oh yeah, I've already seen that five times oh, today. if you come in to see me and I just did an episode on something, I want you to have it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, even if it's bad. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. But of course, if you've just read about something, it's in your head, and mm-hmm. so it pops right into your differential. Absolutely, absolutely. But, and there is data that conflicts, and so you can go and get different studies to prove your point. So I guess I understand your point. You can, you can create a story to say whatever you want. You know, like, if you go all the way back into the beginning of the Bible. The, the, the doctors that really believe something that doesn't have great data and just keep pushing forward with it. Sure. And, I, and I question, and sometimes with people and their thoughts on you know politics and religion, do they really believe that? Or do they just say it because it feels like the right thing to do? Or do you convince yourself? Do you just convince yourself that you're right? And the more times you tell yourself the same story, the greater the chances it actually becomes truth in your brain. Sure, there are Is sex. there any chance OJ doesn't think he killed his wife? Maybe. There are sects within Christianity, S-E-C-T-S sections, right? Oh, sects I knew what you meant. Of Christianity, where the the beginning, the creationism part is so important that it happened in seven actual days and, you know, that we don't believe in dinosaurs and they fight to the point where they don't want their kids talking about or playing with dinosaurs in school. Uh, and, I hope their kids have nightmares know, of raptors. All of these things. And I, you know, for me... T-Rexes. It's, it's never been something. Velociraptors. Yeah. Pterodactyls. <laughs> Patera. Pterodactyl. It's never been something that I've held on to. So because I think there's a greater place to have a conversation with someone when you're talking about what's impacting their life and what Jesus can do for them now rather than what happened and... You know, you could read the Bible and, and see how, how it was formed and that it was God breathed. And, and to me, it's no crazier to believe that there's a creator who formed everything in his own image than it is to believe that there was an explosion and everything just ended up here. Yeah. Right? Uh, neither one seems more logical than the other to me. All I got out of this is you're hoping to be in the next Jurassic Park movie. Holla. And so you want to comment that you believe your dinosaurs actually exist. Yes. And I, I will. Would you be Chris Pine's sidekick? And I would even, you know, and 
I would even be very controversial and be his, uh, his like, um, uh, his his non-binary sidekick. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it, I like it. So I have some questions for you. Because I don't even think that matters when it comes to, like, how God loves you. Did kids have RSV? Did your kids ever have RSV? Yes. Yeah, I think all three of them did at some point. I think Madeline and Lexi did the worst or the uh, the most severe cases to the point where we have one of those one of those things at home um, where we give them albuterol through a machine. It's called a nebulizer. Yeah, we have a nebulizer at home. Yeah. Like I bought my own nebulizer. <laughs> I mean, you can get a nebulizer prescribed. So I have a game for you. We are going to rank three different celebrities who have chronicled their children and their RSV uh, illnesses. Okay. So number one, I'm going to go with Amy Schumer, who I did see do stand up okay. actually while she was pregnant. Oh yeah, she was she was very funny. She was oh, very funny. No, 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 I thought <laughs> I thought we were playing Kiss Mary Kill. No, I just no, killed. No. I killed her. Okay, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Well, there are men and women in this, so oh, let's okay. not have her die yet. Right. It's not. We're Fine. just ranking one through three. Oh, my we're just favorite ranking. to least favorite. But okay. you don't like Amy Schumer. I I like Amy Schumer. Okay. Just... It's okay if you kill her. It's not real. Um, I won't tell God. Okay, good. <laughs> so Amy Schumer. It was the dinosaurs. Her, her son had RSV. Yeah. He got it from a velociraptor. Number two, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Pete? His, his child had uh, RSV. What do they call him? Mayor Pete? Yeah, Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete. Mayor yeah. Pete. I feel like that would have been a good nickname for you. And number three, uh, Nick Lachey's son from 98 Degrees. Nick Lachey's son was in 98 Degrees. I thought Nick no, was in no, 98 Nick Degrees. Nick was in it, but Nick Lachey's oh. son had RSV. I mean, Nick, I'm sure, had it at one point as well. But Is this his son with Jessica Simpson? Did he have any kids with Jessica Simpson? I think it's his son with Vanessa Lachey. Oh, okay. There you go. What was her name before she was Vanessa Lachey? I don't remember. Not Lachey. No, but I did like her. Um, but he's not married to her anymore either? I don't know. We haven't talked recently. That's a good point. All right. I'm going to go. He hasn't um, snapped me in weeks. He's, he's been fairly irrelevant, right? No. He hosts like cooking shows and he's on... Oh. The host. Uh, oh, okay. He's got a great job. Uh, that sounds like a fantastic job. Yeah. How do I become Nick? I don't know. I guess I got to be better looking. Um, I'll rank them. And what am I ranking on? You Who I like be- the you most? You should be a better singer. Who I like the most? Yeah. Um, I think I probably like Amy the most. She's pretty funny. And she's down to earth. And then I'll go Then I'll go Nick. And then I'll go Booty. Okay. Booty says, okay. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's, he's, fine. he's benign to me. Okay. Um, but I'm... Listen... I guarantee you that when Nick was talking to his son, he's like, the hardest thing I've ever had to do is look into your eyes and say you got RSV. (laughs) Well, I will tell you, these are my thoughts. When you are having a baby. Yeah. Have it in the spring. So it's older than six months by the time RSV season gets here. So plan You have your baby. If you're going to have a baby in the spring. If you had a baby and you are home. You're going to have to make out in like June or July. Yeah. If you're home breastfeeding your child because I wasn't breastfed right around now while you listen to this episode. Yeah. There's a good chance your kid won't get to severe disease. Yeah. And then you won't have to. The hardest thing I've ever had to do. Was looking into your eyes 
and say you, you got RSV. Uh, two things you can count on. The doc is in. And the deacon is singing 98 Degrees. Holla! Yeah, I want to give a big thanks to uh, our wives uh, for being so supportive and also to the deacon's waitress. Yes, and maybe, and for our wives for, for working on their translation. Um, you know, we know we're not always easy to read, but we think we're an open book. Oh, yeah, I'm sure most people think we're probably pretty easy. To yeah, remember. that's right. Thanks to the to franchise. It, 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 maybe he'll even come up with a recap for this one. Yeah, um, our producer, Tucker Butler. That's right. And, uh, and always our TikTok influencer break. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Rodis Chapman <laughs>